welcome to Uncut, the Makers Podcast in partnership with Faf, with hosts Alice, Atia, and Juliet. Hello and welcome back to another episode. It's so lovely to see you, ladies. How are you today? Hi. Hi. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, how are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm very well. I've been doing quite a bit at home, but I'm fine. I'm good, thanks. Just yeah. plodding along. How are you, Atia? <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I'm just having a bit of a break this week, so it's really nice to just get a bit of time off. And it's also, we're fasting. Well, we'll be fasting. So, yeah, just taking it a bit easy and just mm. doing a few more sort of more restful things rather than yeah. <laughs> usual rushing around. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Got to rest, get lots of yeah. rest and refuel, haven't you? Exactly, about, yeah. Alice, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, what, what are you drinking today, this morning? I am having my Yorkshire tea, as always. You can't, you can't, once you've had Yorkshire tea, honestly, you can't, I can't change brands now, they're too good. Yeah. Yeah, people at my work always steal my tea bags. Yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to ask you, Alice, when, so, okay, this, I think this, you'll be hearing this episode when UK is sort of out of tier four lockdown. And I was wondering, Alice, would you be actually physically going into work or are you still going to be working from home? So my, like, what would have been office work, I'm going to carry on doing from home. Oh. But when I have to go into, so I work for an academy trust. So I'm going to have to go into schools for things like, I'm taking photos for a new prospectus and stuff. So that's booked in for June, I think. Yeah, so those things are all going to start picking up again. Okay. Which will be nice to get back in there and like see all the kids people. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's um, weird because, yeah. because I've always been doing that. So ever since lockdown started, same with you, Juliet, as well. You yeah. just haven't ever stopped, yeah. you know, seeing people. So in those kind of environments, it just feels like really normal. But I can imagine yeah. like for my husband, he's not been into work for over a year. Wow. Well, yeah, it's a year, isn't it? So because he works for TFL and they kind of like straight away, people, anybody who could work from home, they've made them work from home. So it's going to be really weird for him to finally go yeah. back into work. Yeah, I went into my office once in, was it into, I think in that bit, like in between the lockdowns. And it was so weird, like just so surreal. Also, because there's hardly anyone there still, of course. Yeah. But yeah, just really weird. Oh, it is. I'm quite happy not to be going in. There, you know. <laughs> I've been going in, like going in even during like total lockdown. And I've been seeing people, but socially distanced people in my bubble. But I'm looking forward to hugging people actually hugging my colleagues. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? We normally hug, and I can't wait to actually hug other people that aren't, like, my husband and my daughter, you know. Mm. Also, how awkward is it saying goodbye to people and not hugging? Like, you're like, bye, and then you just walk away from each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And kids love to hug teachers as well, and they can't hug. But anyway, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so today we're going to be having a conversation about embroidery as a craft do at home Mm. and it's actually perfect because today is a bank holiday monday and i know a lot of people would be picking up their embroidery needles and their threads and having a go at doing some embroidery and what a better i mean we've just got the perfect person today (laughs) natalie got natalie who is a textile do you know actually Natalie, please introduce yourself, please. Oh, hi, ladies. Nice to see you. Hi. Thanks for joining us. So I am Natalie, and I am an embroidery artist based in Manchester. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love embroidery. Embroidery is the best craft. (gasps) Oh, 
<laughs> it is I mean it's such a it's a relaxing craft really relaxing and I mean the very first time I had to go out doing embroidery it was through your kit Natalie wasn't it it was it was yeah so yeah the kit that you actually bought for me was the startup kit hmm. which is great for beginners there's everything you need inside it to kind of get you started with the craft and it's just really like a therapeutic craft with that yeah. kit you get the group as well so you've got like a little community going yeah you can show what you make and there's yeah. templates in there and tutorials too but yeah I definitely think for starting out it's one of those things you've just got to give it a try yeah. I think a lot of people feel like it's a craft that is difficult to do or hard to start out with or it kind of has got a bit of an I think it's got a bit of a name it's changing now but a bit of a name of being like a bit of an older craft mm-hmm. so you can do it's so versatile you can do so much with it and really kind of make your pieces your own as well so mm. yeah yeah because yeah, you do some of your stuff is actually quite like tongue-in-cheek isn't it and well some of like political as well I'd say <laughs> yeah. it's not kind of it's not twee is it mm-hmm. yeah there have been a few pieces a kit that's due to come out I won't mention the name of it on here because I think you'll have to bleep it I think it's a great way to kind of express yourself there's loads of different people that I've kind of met along my journey who do embroidery mm. and everyone has a kind of like a different standpoint. Like some people work with florals, some people work with botanicals and some people use it as like, like for craftivism. You know? mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that's the kind of, even my daughter, my daughter did um, her guides badge and wanted to use embroidery. So I was working in the back room. So I said, right, I'll give you a, a load of stuff. You, I'll leave you to get going. And she did this amazing piece. It was on a denim jacket and it was based on coronavirus and how she missed a friend. There was a little hand with little germs on it Aww. and a match hearts and kisses and, you know, hugs, everything that she kind of missed. It was kind of a really kind of mindful activity to do when it was really stressful. It was the first lockdown mm-hmm. and it kind of took her away from all the worries and stress and she Aww. kind of got to hone in yeah. on doing little piece and it's right on like a little chest plate there so when she wears it she can kind of feel all the textures yeah. and how yeah, old's your daughter oh, you don't mind me asking i've got twins that are 11 <laughs> and a younger daughter that's nine wow yeah they've all, gone. they've all joined me with a bit of embroidery crafting yeah yeah if you don't mind me asking how did you get into crafting into making an embroidery and all of that so i was always the crafty kid who for Christmas instead of asking for the latest plastic toy I got a knitting bag and cross-stick kits and I grew up watching my mum sew. Mm. so a bit like she had the sewing machine out on the kitchen table and she'd be making clothes for herself or clothes for us or Roman blinds for the kitchen so I'd always been surrounded by crafting and mm. making and when I was about seven my grandma taught me how to knit and I got my first knitting bag with all the little bits in it. And I just loved it. I just found it amazing that you'd have these raw materials and all of a sudden have something that was kind of worked on and kind of just there, you know, you yeah. made it. Mm-hmm. And so from being a child, I was kind of surrounded by it and always loved kind of making. I studied textiles for GCSE and mm. loved textiles and went to university and studied textiles and specialised in knit which was amazing. Like the wow. Best. That was so good. Yeah, uni was a really good way of kind of tapping into different skills and having this wealth of kind of like knowledge around you and all these people you can ask questions to. Mm, yeah. 
courses, like different places you can go to, trips that we went to. But yeah, I specialised in knit. Yeah. And great. And then after university, kind of got married, had the children. <laughs> and yeah, you kind of like, you could, well, obviously when you're a mum, you kind of lose that kind of like creative side at the first, I found I did at the start. And then it's when my youngest went to school, I picked up an embroidery hoop and thought, oh, I've just got to make something. I made a little hoop for my, for my niece. And yeah, it kind of went from there, really. Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, when everyone was going on about um, picking up something new right at the beginning of the first lockdown last year, I was like, I want to learn something new. I want to do something that isn't sewing, something that isn't crocheting, because I know how to crochet. And I thought, why not learn how to hand embroider? And that was how it all started. I went on to your website and actually i dm'd you and said do you sell things for people who do not know anything about (laughs) that's how it all started but yeah it's a love hand embroidery but i have a question for you yes apart from like hand embroidering on the hoop and turning it into a wall decoration you know to beautify the home what else can people do like how else can people incorporate hand embroidered designs into Say, for example, their wardrobe or into onto other things. How else can people use them? You can embroider onto anything, mm. really. The reason. There's some artists that embroider onto leaves. There's some mm. artists that embroider onto plastic. Wow. It's, it's really, really versatile, really versatile. Onto clothing, it's a great way of kind of embellishing, like an old plain shirt. You can kind of really bring it mm-hmm. to life with stitching and different patterns and different stitch styles mm. you can draw any, anything that you could draw onto yeah. a piece of fabric you can stitch over yeah that's so true really good way. i buy a lot of plain clothes with the aim of embroidering on them <laughs> i just have that many commissions i never get around to doing them but i will yeah. <laughs> but yeah shirts like little lapels of shirts and the pockets yeah. jeans yeah it's a bit like i said my daughter she did it on her denim jacket and i've got a denim jacket i've done little bits on so so it's a really nice way of kind of updating like your wardrobe or yeah or even items of clothing that have little rips on them or you know you could mm. use an embro- a bit of embroidery you can use a bit of embroidery to just cover yeah, visible up visible mending yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Alice. yeah absolutely and yeah. patches as well you can make patches all right right you can even iron them on or you can have them where you can just place them on if you want to. Badges are a really nice way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a, a question about basically with embroidery, is there a way that you can prevent like neck strain or like hand strain with embroidery? Because that's something that I find if I'm, you know, spending a long time, I end up having some issues. I don't know if that's everybody or just me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. And just recently I've had physio for the second time on my hand. I suffer with carpal tunnel. So that can be and it's a repetitive strain. So it's about taking regular breaks. Mm-hmm. And also you sat down when you're embroidering. So it's good every 20 minutes, get up, have a bit of a walk around. I have exercises where I have to stretch my wrist. And for your neck as well, you know, you've got to look up. It's like when you look on your phone, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phones nowadays. It's taking regular breaks and having that break, but also protecting your hands as well. You can wear thimbles on your hands as well, that kind of like protective wear. And there's a great company, actually. I can't remember who they are now. I have to find the name of them. But they do equipment for small businesses and people that work with the hands. Mm. So it can be like strengthening equipment. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like neck rollers and things. So, But it's with any job. I mean, even working at a desk. You work yeah. at a desk. Yeah. But yeah, it's taking regular breaks. That's what I've been told by my physio as well. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, do you have to set, must have to set a timer because you get really into it, don't you? And then <laughs> like hours have gone yeah, by. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is, I mean, you feel it, don't you, when you start to feel your body, but you do get really into it. But it's so relaxing. Mm. It's mm. kind of forget to hold your posture. Mm. It's a really relaxing craft. Yeah. yeah. It is. Do you have a favourite piece that you've done? Oh, there's so many. I feel really lucky that I get to work on commissions. One that I did, I think it was a couple of years ago now. A lady asked me if I could embroider on a tote bag. It was a present for her mum. And she just said, my mum likes birds and she likes flowers. Could you do something with that? So I'll work with the customer and we'll talk about the type of thing that they want, what type of colours they want in there. And I actually shared it to my Instagram, just a snippet of it again, just kind of like reload it onto my page. And it was thread painting. So it's slightly different to embroidery. Thread painting, you overlay the stitches mm. and you use one strand of the thread. So in a DMC embroidery or anchor embroidery thread, you get six strands in the long strand mm-hmm. and you can take them out and use single ones. So with thread painting, you're working over and you're blending your colours. And that's really, that is really time consuming, but the overall effect is gorgeous. And that was a tote bag that I lined and it was a really big piece. And that was, because it's a labour of love, you spend so many hours doing it and you see the changes and unpick bits that don't look quite right. So that's definitely a favourite one. But I do love the wedding ones as well. I think they're really special because you know that they're going to be treasured. What sort of things you do for weddings? So it's the bride and groom or the groom and groom, bride and bride, their name, the date. You can have the standard designs. You can choose your colours and put those into the flowers at the bottom. And I've had some couples that have come to me and said, well, these were my flowers. Can you try and recreate it? And that's And do I love is your ones that are, do people send you drawings by their children? Oh my gosh. And then, (laughs) so sweet. So they came about because... One of my children, when they started school, they really struggled. They really struggled to kind of be away from home. I'd been a stay-at-home mom, and they used to come out with these tiny drawings, and there was this one little one that was on a post-it, and the sticky side had got flussed up to it, and it was this gorgeous piece, and I could keep it in my purse, or I could stick it up by my desk, but I wanted to kind of make it bigger, so I kind of blew it up and put it on a cushion, and I used it kind of like to show as examples, and now that's on the child's bed, and they've taken it. (laughs) starting in that way like my little boy not little so much now but he used to love star wars and he drew jabba the hawk and it like mm. a little vlog but i just think the way that children draw it's so innocent and mm, every mark yeah. is so intentional in the way that they kind of do it so when you stitch them you can really kind of feel the sense of like the movement in the pen as they were drawing it's a mm. really nice way to capture keepsake and frame it and keep it keep it yeah yeah because you know, a lot of them end up going in files and or yeah. boxes away so yeah, yeah I think keepsakes are lovely that's special that's special do you know a lot something that puts a lot of people off from actually hand embroidering or hand embroidery is the drawing of the you know whatever it is any tips for a person who doesn't know how to draw very well or who doesn't know I how to draw the way what would you yeah. do I find that as well. I do find that some people say, well, I just can't draw. There's apps out there that can help you with your text if you want to add text to a piece. With drawing, there's lots of free drawing pictures on Pinterest. If you look for them, make sure they're free. Don't take oh. it from But also colouring books as well. All right. Kind of like simply kind of, you know, looking for a butterfly or, you know, and also these artists out there that sell kits, like I sell kits and they design the work and if you don't want to buy a whole kit you can buy a pdf and download it yourself 
Mm. And a lot of artists will just do the templates. If you want some templates, they can work mm. with you and design a template for you. So there's lots of different ways. If you don't feel comfortable in the drawing, which some people don't, mm. there's other how, ways that you can do it, you know. How, I don't know, this is a really stupid question. How do you get the template onto the fabric though? Do you do it, is it like carbon paper? How do you get it? No, so there's so many different ways that you can do it. You can either print it on. There's a way that you can do it with the carbon paper. Another artist does an amazing way where she actually prints it directly onto the fabric. Mm. Got a little, little link up to her page. But you can trace it on. So you put it... Right. In, oh, you can actually... Yeah. So I use a, white, a light box, but you can also use your window. So you can take your... Window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, it's a bit achy arms, but you yeah. can put it back on and kind of do it over... Another way, a really good way, one of the ladies in my group mentioned, you can use a Pyrex dish. So imagine like a, mm. a rectangular Pyrex dish. Put your phone underneath with your like, torch With a torch on. Yes. <laughs> and then put it Yeah. And oh, my gosh. You can get a Lightbox app on an iPad. Oh, yeah, You're leaning on your screen, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. I would never have thought about the Pyrex yeah. dish one. Yeah. Bit slippy slidey, but yeah, it's a yeah. way of doing it. Yeah. Oh, oh that's uh, amazing. That's really and what do you recommend for beginners? So is it DMC threads? Are they yeah. the good ones to get? Anchor are really good. Treblon mm-hmm. good as well. And also I do a startup kit with everything inside it. So you can Oh, on your website. Yeah, basics of everything that you need, and then with that kit, there's a group that you can go into. Needle and Natter mm. on Facebook, mm. and inside there, we do lots of stitching together. These free templates, I put templates in, and video tutorials too. But yeah, for the basics, DMC are beautiful mm-hmm. and cool threads mm. as well. Mm. And just go, just give it a try. I think yeah. it's so hard to put kind of like barriers up and think, oh, I wouldn't be able to do it, and I wouldn't be very good. But I did workshops pre-COVID, and there were so many people that kind of came and hadn't even threaded a needle before mm. and they went away with a gorgeous piece and then messaged me a few mm. weeks later and gone I've been to Hobbycraft I've put a lot <laughs> <laughs> amazing I've been, yeah. I'm yet to find someone that hasn't kind of really loved it and mm. like I got a message last night off a lady in my needle and that's and she was like look what you've made me do and she's bought more and she's making yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really you're an enabler yeah you know, <laughs> you know in our last two episodes Atia mentioned I think it's a denim fabric she wants to. Oh, the dungarees. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah. she wants to make a pair of dungarees and add a bit of embroidery. She was thinking about machine embroidering. Like, mm. what was it? Butterflies or flowers? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, flowers, yeah. Flowers. So I know embroidering on machines, is it something that you try as well? Or do you just... No, not really. I've got met lovely people along the way, a lovely friend who does machine embroidery. Mm. and she's amazing at the way that she does it it's through computers and you set the design up and then the machine goes it's fascinating to watch but no I've not done machine embroidery it's all been hand embroidery embroidery. yeah Yeah. but for something like denim you could a fabric material that you can use where you print it onto the material peel it off like a sticker put it on your denim Mm. stitch it and then wash it and it dissolves Mm. oh right that's Mm. another way of transferring designs as well yeah. Okay. Don't, don't machine embroider at here. Let's get your hand embroidery. Yeah. On. <laughs> a whole a whole dungaree set. I don't think I can. <laughs> I'll start with one of a smaller kit, and then I'll see how I go. I see you're working from a studio, right? You are in a studio. So, 
do you, how do you separate? Okay, I know you, you've got, you know, you've got a studio. And okay, so the question is, do you actually take work home? <laughs> do you do? <laughs> I don't think I've ever left here without taking work wow. home. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I can take it home with all the intentions to do it. And I'm just exhausted. Like I did a 10 hour day yesterday and I still talk work home. But yeah, I, I, try, I tend to take the embroidery home because I find that relaxing. You can oh, sit right, and watch okay. yeah. mm-hmm. do the embroidery. The packing of kits has to be done here because I've got everything here. Mm. But yeah, up until November last year, I was working from home mm. in the bedroom. It was our bedroom. It turned to my craft room, which we slept in. Mm. <laughs> and then I thought it's gonna, I've got to get like somewhere mm. to kind of work that's separate. And I thought it kind of keep, it does keep that yeah. separation between this is home. And this is and work. work. Yeah. Yeah. When it gets busy and with COVID as well, we've had bubbles closed and then isolation mm. periods at home. So it's been really difficult having everything here that you need and mm. bits at home. It's been mm. really difficult to juggle that. But I feel very lucky to have the, the space here. Space. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, this season we have been sponsored or we've been working in partnership with FAF. And this week we've actually got another giveaway. <laughs> and the, the giveaway price for this episode is a 55 pounds scissor set it's just amazing it's just as here we've received one of those haven't yeah, we yeah i was gonna say that i actually really like the, the scissors are good but there's a really good set of tweezers i think yes. which i use my overlocker when i need yes. to thread and i found that an absolute lifesaver because it's so hard to get the bits through right. the, the little holes and things yeah. so yeah it's been really useful actually i think that's a great kit yeah, and it's even got little mini scissors that can be used for embroidery as well, if that's something that people are interested in. But yes, we would love for you to enter this giveaway and all the guidelines and instructions for entering the giveaway would be on our Instagram page, which is podcast underscore, and it also be on our website. And we hope you enter because it's such a fabulous prize. £55 scissor set. And thanks very much to Faf for sponsoring this giveaway and for partnering with us as well. Thank you, Faf. It's a well good prize. It is. It is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been so lovely having you on today with us, Natalie. Thank you so, so much for your time. Yeah, it's been really inspiring. I definitely think I'll be giving the hand embroidery a go. So thanks for that. I think as as well, because we're all going to be, well, over the coming months, getting out a bit more. It's quite nice. So I had a, a cross-stitch project I was doing a couple of years ago that I would take on the train with me because right. you can't take sewing out very easily, yeah. can you? Whereas I think with embroidery, right. it's something you can like take out and about on the go. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, so important. I really miss pre-COVID taking my embroidery. I have these little plastic boxes that you can get. It keeps everything together. Go to a coffee shop. Oh, stick. Mm conversations going on you can see people going past yeah. it's just really possible when we go on holiday we go camping I've done it on a campsite mm. it's just it's mm. so possible it is because you've got the small hoop you've got what mm. you need there yeah. yeah always get chatting to people as well I think if you're crafting in public you find other crafters don't you oh, <laughs> you get people coming up and going oh what are you knitting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great yeah. yeah it's lovely it's such a lovely lovely craft to try really mm. relaxing. yeah very so, nice where can oh. our listeners find you and your kits and everything so you can find them on my website which is nasligaindesigns.co.uk 
you can find me on Instagram. I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of pictures of my work and my DMs are always open. There's nothing more that I love than someone saying, I'm struggling threading my needle. Can you give me some advice? Or I've been trying to do this French knot. And there's lots of different videos, lots of different reels on there as well. Just have some fun with it. Just give it a go. Yeah. It's really, really love the craft. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love having people here talking to us about the different crafts that they're involved in because, I mean, it's a maker's podcast, isn't it? So thank you so, so much. And we thank you as well for listening and hope to have you on board next week when we bring you another interesting episode. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. It's been lovely. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. And... Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.